you, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Crazy is the new normal. That's my favorite line from Daron Drew Feldman's new short film, Pivot Pals. The film has its world premiere at Dances with Films in New York City this December 4th during the Shorts Block. Definitely check it out if you are in the city. This was a really fun conversation. I enjoyed t- talking to Daron um, about the film, also about his other projects. He's adapting a book into a TV series. Very exciting stuff. And then a feature film. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit about all of this in the interview. Really looking forward to having him back on at some point for a longer interview. But until then, this is Daron Drew Feldman talking about Pivot Pals on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Thanks for listening. Great. Yeah, I'm here now with Daron Drew Feldman. Um, we're here to talk uh, primarily about his film Pivot Pals, which is having its world premiere at Dances with Films in New York City uh, this December 4th, Sunday. It's part of the Shorts Block. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, yeah, let's just start out. I got a chance to watch the film and really dug it. Um, I love that the kid, the character Dax, is. we start out by seeing him listening to a podcast. So, uh, so cool. Uh, um, maybe just the genesis of the film. I love the line near the beginning, crazy is the new normal. So I would love you to just kind of tell us about it and kind of where the idea came from. Yeah. So um, the idea came about during COVID uh, when I had been working on an animated series and stuck in an office, you know, for the entire time. And suddenly it was like, oh, we can get back outside again and start shooting. It's like, what am I going to make? And um, I I had just moved to Pittsburgh and I knew I wanted to shoot something in Pittsburgh. And I was telling my writing partner a story about my childhood. When I was a kid, my father unfortunately passed away when I was six years old. And um, which was very challenging. And but what people don't often realize is that what's even more challenging in certain ways was, you know, the time afterwards, you know, in, in the years following when my mother started dating again. And all of a sudden there were all these men coming, you know, and not all these men, only my mom sound like she was, <laughs> but, but you can understand sure, as you're sure. as you're meeting people and you're introducing them to your kids, and it's a a, a difficult balance. And and one time there was one boyfriend that I didn't particularly like. And he wanted to take me to a, a group in Dallas. He wanted to take me to a Dallas Cowboys game. And so he suggested to my mom, so why don't I just, you know, take him around the block for a drive before we go to this game? Maybe the game was in a week, you know, and to get to know him. And I really didn't feel comfortable with this man. And um, and so he took me on a drive around the block. I don't remember what I said to him. I remember the drive a little bit. And then he dropped me off at home. He went into my house, found my mom and said, I think you need to get your son's IQ checked out. Mom said, what are you talking about? Like, he said, your son told me exactly what he thought about our relationship. And he was right. And he broke up with my mom and he left. (laughs) And I I didn't go to the Cowboys game. (laughs) That's great. And I was telling my friend, you know, when you're you're thinking about making a short film, you want to do something, it's easy to do something that's contained, you know? And I thought, well, that's a story that takes place in the afternoon. You know, it was was this one little drive. Maybe we can expand on that. Uh, And, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, my mom did remarry to a wonderful man. um, 
And so, you know, it's it, for me, that whole experience is a happy ending. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, what if we make this film also sort of, you know, find the nuance, but also be, you know, so to speak, maybe a happier ending. So, um, so we wrote that, we wrote that film, as you can see, you know, the movie itself is not, we didn't just take the story and make the movie of it. It is mm -hmm. totally its own piece, but it was inspired by that Genesis story. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it just, it just really, um, I mean, short films, I have so much admiration for a good short film because it is so challenging. I would imagine to, to like, you know, hit the ground running with, with these characters, you have a very short amount of time, but I, I feel like it was, it was, it was really well done. Um, dances with films. I had the chance to go to the the last one in, in Los Angeles and they, you know, I think what, what's great about them is that they just bring all these different stories. So films that you're not typical, you, you know, you would not typically see, but, uh, just incredible storytelling. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, are you going to be able to make it to the the premiere up in New York? Yeah, I am. And what's so cool is, you know, I go around, I'm like checking out all the trailers from the other films, you know, not just mm -hmm. my blog, but in general. And all of the films look so interesting and great. And they're exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I also appreciate it, I've been in festivals where it's like, here are all the comedy shorts and here are all the, and so they're, they're sort of competing with each other. Right. And, you know, and, it, and whereas in the way that at least they're setting up their blocks is a, no film is competing at the same time, which I really appreciate, mm -hmm. but also within the short blocks, they made sure that it was diversified. So you don't feel like you're in competition. You feel like right. you're complimenting another film. And uh, so I'm very excited. I'm excited to see the other films as well. I, yeah. it was That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Um, well, yeah. So Pivot Pals is not, you know, you you have other work. Um, sounds like you're very busy. Uh, you're adapting a book uh, like Dreamers into a TV series right now. And then you, you also have a feature film um, um, brewing. So maybe you could tell us just about that. Something we can look forward to uh, after the festival. Yeah. So I um, just optioned this book called Like Dreamers by Jesse Kleinalevi. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's um, most well known for his book Letters to My Palestinian Neighbors. And like Dreamers was a New York editor's choice and was also received the uh, Jewish Book Award, Nationals Jewish Book Award. And uh, that has been a, a book that's been near and dear to my heart for a long time. And in a similar fashion, working with the same writing partner, he said, well, why don't you just try to go get the rights to it and work on it? You know, because when I read this book, I was like, this is a series. This, mm -hmm. you know, it, it reads like a series. It plays like a series. It's it's a, it's a true story about the 55th Paratroop Reserve Brigade in Israel. Uh, and it follows these seven paratroopers who were all at the Western Wall in the 67 war. Mm -hmm. And then they go on to live radically different lives uh, with divergent ideologies. And they're attempting to build Israel in their own visions, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that egotistically. It's not like they're going around saying, this is my vision. But but you see, you know, you have one person who started out in a, in a you know, sort of left wing um, kibbutz becomes more of a more of a capitalist and, and mm. you know, on the other side of the aisle and and one is an artist who ends up who is a totally secular artist ends up becoming religious and one joins the peace now movement which is anti-settlement and so you see and these guys they all have to keep coming back together and serving together in the wars throughout mm -hmm. so it's like this amazing look oh, wow. at at human you know just the human beings that were developing israel at the time um and and also it gives you a good a good inside look at like the you know the the social and political comment you know commentary that's happening in israel even even up to this day and it follows these paratroopers up until 2000 the early 2000s um so it's a it's a big series it's wow. it's fun it's got romance it's got everything and so that's it's a bit you know it's a 600 page book and yeah <laughs> so I'm 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 currently in the process of adapting it out into you know a series format, but that's that's um, that's one thing I'm working on. 
Great. Yeah. No, I'm like this, this podcast started out as a literary podcast and then we kind of um, jumped onto film. So I'm like, I'm really eager to, it sounds something right up my alley. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy a copy today. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Um, awesome. Great. So yeah. The, so you're working on a film too. So you have the TV series. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's hear about series. this film. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I, have this, I have this feature film too. Um, this is a project I'm working on with this writer named Glenn Hosking, who's out of Florida. And it is set a period piece set during the Gilded Age. And it follows a group of reproduction artists. These are artists that are painting Da Vinci's and Monet's, you know, in the late 1800s before we could just go make a print on, you know, Etsy. Um, and they are all in these dead end jobs they can't afford to lose. Like think of like the worst copywriting job or, or whatever it might be for, you know, for a person or an artist. And they're stuck in these dead end jobs they can't afford to lose um, because there's nothing else for them to do. And it's run by this sort of wannabe Vanderbilt-esque um, entrepreneur. And they're given this opportunity to compete to win a coveted spot in a New York City uh, it's called salon or like, a, like an art gallery uh, where they can become a master copyist and also showcase their original works. Mm. And so um, they, they, this competition ensues. It's basically um, they are painting, the competition is that they have to paint the best, whoever paints the best copy of P peter paul rubin's wolf and fox hunt mm -hmm. which is the title of the movie wolf and fox hunt gets to get the coveted spot so there's these seven seven painters and they're all painting and they're all kind of undercutting each other and it's this big big comedy it's sort of like noises off meets with some amadeus and knives out and it has a lot of structure of glenn gary glenn ross you know baked into it and they're all competing you know and, and you know in the same way right like the you know if they if they don't do it, they're fired. But if they do it, then they have the uh, the chance to succeed. And um, so that it's basically a story about them, what ends up happening, and they they end up getting themselves a lot of trouble, and they have to find their way out. Oh, that's so cool! So, I, like, I, I love that you you know just from seeing your short film and then what you, these two projects you're talking about, you you bring in all these different people from very different walks of life, um, as similar in some respects, but they're you know they're unique enough of themselves, and they they are all kind of reacting to the same situation that's uh, uh yeah that sounds fascinating uh really curious about your uh how you like when did you become interested in film were you were you a kid um if so or, or at any point that you got into it you decided this is uh, this is something i could do i think i could do this what were some of the inspirations uh that you drew upon films filmmakers that you loved growing up or as a young man younger man yeah, it's funny the way you actually phrased it exactly what I said to myself at one point. Was, <laughs> you know, I, I think I actually someone said to me and I thought I think I could do this, which was I was, um, you know, I, I wasn't very athletic. So the theater was a place for me to, uh, you know, build some self-esteem. And so um, I was involved in theater all throughout, you know, school into high school. When I was in high school, I was um, I was doing a play. I can't remember which one it was, but I had a theater teacher come up to me and say, you know, you know, if you wanted to do this, like you could do it, you could be a professional actor. And I was at just acting at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you mean you can be a professional actor? Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I could just do this forever? Like, what? <laughs> and um, and it really gave me a, a strong sense of um, confidence. And so I ended up applying for school. So my background is in acting. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Acting from Oklahoma City University. And I also studied at the National Theater Institute. And I also, as I was there, I started exploring directing. And so um, my my way into film was essentially I started as an actor. My first job out of college was touring with the National Shakespeare Company, the oldest, longest uh, touring company in the country. Um, so I think it's over 75 years old now, um, called National Players. 
And I was on the road for a long time, for a year, basically. And while I was on the road as an actor, I um, had started really having this itch to like direct in a way that I'd never had experienced before. And uh, because I was like just an actor, you know, and I had, I'd start, I, I rewrote a uh, adaptation of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar into a short film with a friend of mine, just to, just to write it and see what happened. And when I moved out to LA, I had a buddy of mine who's director of photography named Caleb Ball. And Caleb said, you know, you know how to work with actors, you're an actor. I like, I, I just directed a play out there as well. I can see that, you know, you, you know, you like directing, like, have you ever thought about doing film, like directing film? I said, well, you know, I had this script, like maybe we could make it. And, and he was really involved in film and I, and he said, okay. Let's do it together. I'll show you everything you need to know and I'll fill in the gaps and you just like worry about the script and the actors. And so we did that project and it was the most fun I have ever had. And like, that was the, that was the start. And like from there, somebody else heard that, oh, you made the Shakespeare short film and it got into Stratford upon uh, Avon's Shakespeare festival. And they were like, can you do ours? So then I directed theirs and, you know, I was still starting out. So I said, Caleb, please, can you come with me? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can like, you know, being an actor is one thing, like running this thing is another. And slowly it just started building to the point that um, um, I do a little bit of theater still, but I primarily work in film now. And then it also developed into writing as well. That's great. I love when, when actors do like, young actors kind of take that on because I think it gives them such an advantage um, to working with the actors, you know, that they're when the projects they're creating. So I think it just gives um, such a great advantage. Um, so I, I guess I, maybe I could ask about the, the, the actors that you did have in pivot pals as we, as we kind of wrap up today, I think I thought they were incredible, uh, you know, very small cast, but it just, uh, they, they just did such a good job. It really brought me into the story. So, um, I'm just really curious about where you where you found them. I know on on a short film, um, you, you got to draw from the resources that are available to you. Um, you know, in a very creative way from other um, other short short films filmmakers I've talked to. Uh, you know, there's some limitations, but I think in some ways I can really like strengthen the film as a whole because it makes it unique in its own way. So maybe uh, you could just tell us about the actors uh, in the film. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, when it started out, um, when I was writing it with my with my writing partner, Derek Weisbein, you know, we had um, a friend of mine in mind. His name was Ty Fanning. Ty was like one of my main, you know, in college, after school, we started a theater company together. He was like a, a main collaborator. I thought, I'm going to do this. I want to do this with a, you know, with a good friend, someone that I can rely on that can come in. And so Ty, who played Clay, who played the, the boyfriend, um, came in from New York. He even helped me with some of the writing, like some aspects for his character. And we developed that way. And then from there, we went out and I just went and made a casting call and asked all my friends in New York because we shot in Pittsburgh and, and that's where I'm currently uh, based. And so um, uh, we, we found a few people that way. I ended up just posting on breakdowns, right? Which is the the sort of the main entity that um, and that backstage that people use for for talent and um, for the role of um, Dax, which was played by Cameron Keat, um, we just put out as wide of a net as we could, and I and you know I found the I found the best one. <laughs> I don't I don't know. He's great, yeah. You know, it was like he was great. <laughs> he was he's you know he's eight. I couldn't believe how intelligent he was and how committed he was and how how good he was at taking direction. Um, and it was my first time working with a minor as well. So that was, that was a whole nother, you know, whole experience. And they, and thank, thank God his mother, uh, Daria was very, very kind and, uh, willing to, um, let Dax really go for it, especially because, you know, it's not just, you know, here's a kid playing a side role. Like he's the lead in this right, movie right. along with, you know, <laughs> along with Ty. And, um, so I was, you know, I think 
uh, I was lucky to have someone I had a shorthand with in Thai, um, you know, and yeah, I had to spend a little more time with Cameron, but you saw, you see his performance. It's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Yeah. But I knew I could do that because I knew Ty could just, I mean, he, he would nail it on one or two takes. And I was like, great. Now I can spend more time, you know, over with Cameron who, who's amazing, but also is a kid who just like mm-hmm. wants to like, you know, if you saw, there's the ice cream scene there, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the first, the first day on set, you know, all Cameron, all Cameron think about was the ice cream. <laughs> I can right, eat ice it. cream. This is incredible. Like, when are we going to eat ice cream? When am I going to smell the ice cream? When am I going to get the ice cream? I'm like, wow, we really should have done this like either right at the beginning or really far at the end of the film, you know? Um, and so like, you know, you're competing with that, you know, with that kind of attention. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, he, he's really committed. And so, yeah, it, it turned out really well. And I'm thrilled with their performances. I, I think they were honest. They were dropped in. I think his work, uh, a lot of kids can be like, like over the top, right. Because they're, they're used to like going on Sesame street or whatever it is. And that he was willing to just, kind of drop into a really, um, you know, serious, uh, thoughtful place. I think it expressed the character very well. Yeah. He did an incredible job. Um, I really want people to check this out. So I guess we, okay, let's mention one more time. It's at dances with films, December 4th. Uh, that's a Sunday that's coming up pretty soon here and it's part of the shorts block. I'll, I'll link all the information. So if you are in New York uh, during that time and you're able to check out the festival, definitely something you'll want to see. Um, where else can people find you online to keep up on your on your work, your new projects? Uh, where can people follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Darone Drew Feldman, just my name. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Darone D. Feldman. Um, and uh, you can also go to my website, DaroneDrewFeldman.com. You can see uh, my portfolio on the website. Those are the best ways to to find me and get in touch. Great. Yeah, so I'll put links to that as well. Uh, Darone, this was this was a lot of fun, Kind of kind of a quick interview, but I'd love to have you back uh, down the road for a full length, uh, hour, maybe, um, when one of the projects are getting closer to being finished or, or honestly, whenever you want, this was, well, this was, all, this was, this was fun. So I'd love to have you back on. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to come back on. Hopefully I can come back on. We can dive into like dreamers or one of these other projects. A little Absolutely. More. I would love that. Great. Um, Great. awesome. With, yeah. Uh, so, um, Darone Drew Feldman, the film is pivot pals. Um, look for it, look for his, uh, upcoming work. Um, very, Nice talking with you today. You too. Thank you so much.